Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This is really interesting. We now have a new candidate for president. Have you heard about this? We're going to talk about it here in... Hour number two of the broadcast, I uh, I do not know, I want to be very, very clear about this, I don't know much about this guy, but I got to tell you, I am intrigued, quite intrigued. There were hints of something possibly underway a few days ago, but now we know for sure. Let's talk about 2024 and the man who has now thrown his hat into the ring. His name is Vivek Ramaswamy. He's a wealthy biotech entrepreneur, investor, and the author of Woke Inc. He's now officially in the race for president of the United States. He released a video last night formally launching his long-shot bid decrying what he called a national identity crisis that he claims is driven by a left-wing ideology that has replaced faith, patriotism, and hard work with new secular religions like COVIDism, climatism, and gender ideology. Wow, this is interesting, isn't it? We've obsessed so much over our diversity and our difference, we forgot all the ways... We're really just the same as Americans. Hmm. What are some of the things this guy would like to do? In a Wall Street Journal editorial published, he pledged to repeal civil service protections for federal workers if he wins. Oh, my goodness. He's going to have all of government going after him. Also working to eliminate affirmative action, including directing the Justice Department to prosecute illegal race-based preferences. Born in Ohio, he's got that going for him. (laughs) From another person born in Ohio. Ramaswamy, the son of Indian immigrants, founded a biotechnology company before becoming the partner of a hedge fund, the author of the books Woke Inc. and Nation of Victims, gained stature in conservative circles for his criticism of the environmental, social, and corporate governance movement that aims to promote socially responsible investing. So, this is going to be a very interesting field. A very interesting field. I, 
I'm I'm just right now salivating at the thought of what this debate might look like even now. I mean, who do we have? Donald Trump? We have, in addition to Donald Trump, the former South Carolina governor, Nikki Haley. And now we have Vivek Ramaswamy. I would love just to see a debate between those three people right now. Wouldn't that be interesting to watch? And I want to get your initial thoughts on how this thing looks as this presidential field is coming together on the Republican side. Very interesting picture emerging. By the way, the current vice president and a former vice president are coming to South Carolina. Congressman Jim Clyburn confirmed that Harris is going to visit Columbia. This is apparently uh, this coming Monday when she will be in Columbia, South Carolina. No other details on that visit yet. Bob Jones University confirmed that Mike Pence will take part in a fireside chat at the university. That is a week from tomorrow, Thursday, March 2nd at 6 p.m., He will follow that chat with a book signing of his latest book, So Help Me God. BJU President Steve Pettit saying, As a Christian liberal arts educational institution, we're honored to host thought leaders like Vice President Pence, who can inform and challenge our students. I look forward to having our students and members of the Greenville community hear him in person. So there you go. Let's talk more about the presidential field on the Republican side, Nikki Haley, out in Iowa. Introduced by Iowa's Governor Kim Reynolds, talking about her background in South Carolina, explaining her record to voters in a new state. During a question and answer period, she talked about supporting the war in Ukraine and the United States support so far offering some criticism of the president. All of this would have been further along if Biden would have reacted hard and fast in the very beginning. If we win this fight for freedom, it will send a signal to every enemy we have. If we lose this fight for freedom, Russia has said Poland and the Baltics are next. Then we have a world war. May not take that much. Strong military doesn't start wars. A strong military prevents wars. Our goal has to be strong enough we prevent the next war. This goes back to the idea of Peace through strength, an idea advanced by former President Ronald Reagan. She also covered several topics heard during her first campaign speech, including term limits in Congress, competency tests for politicians over 75. Ooh, isn't that interesting? And concern over what she calls a national self-loathing. Interesting idea. Nikki Haley. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I can hear the booze coming toward the radio right now. (laughs) I'm serious. Whenever I bring up her name on this program, especially for those of you south of the border who experienced her as governor, I've, I've gotten very few people who are supportive of her and her candidacy. (laughs) It's really, um, 
you know, it would be quite embarrassing. Quite embarrassing. If we get to the point they're all in this at the primary and she loses South Carolina, do you think she can win her own state? Just curious. So, we mentioned Nikki Haley swinging through Iowa this week after making her announcement. Senator Tim Scott will also be in Iowa as he decides his political future. Former Vice President Mike Pence was just in the state courting influential evangelical Christian activists. After a pretty slow start, Republican presidential prospects are streaming into the leadoff presidential caucus state. Notice me absent so far. Who do you think has not been to Iowa just yet? You guessed it, former President Donald Trump. So, when is that going to change? What does that mean? If Should anything be read into that? We'll have more presidential talk as we continue the broadcast, and we're eager to get your thoughts as well. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Some of you folks are so cruel, referring to Nikki Haley, she couldn't win in her own immediate family. (laughs) That's terrible. Oh, my goodness. We don't want Harris to visit South Carolina. She's dumber than Joe. Is that possible? Just curious. Vince, where does this vivid guy stand on the Mogsa message? That's one main thing that concerns both you and myself. Jeff, I have to hand it to you. Jeff is, 
Uh, maybe I had to have a, I don't know, listener of the week contest or something or the month. But I'm really proud of the fact that, you know, Jeff has come up with this idea. And he has continued to champion this cause. By the way, if you don't know what MAGSA stands for, I believe it's Make Our Government Small Again. And yes, that's the foundational message. I've already reached out, by the way, to this new candidate to find out what his views are. And ideally, love to have him on this program to be able to ask some questions. I, I, and I've kind of expressed this before. I just, I'm looking for some fresh people, fresh energy you know, I'm, I'm just tired of seeing the same retread people over and over and over. <laughs> Somebody else just texted and said, hey, I want to be listener of the month. Calm down, Scott. It'll be okay. <laughs> All righty. So the presidential field on the Republican side, The Hill reporting, Ron DeSantis hinted on Monday he will make a decision on a 2024 presidential run after the state's legislative session wraps up in May, giving the clearest timeline yet of when he might possibly enter the race. Well, that's certainly good to know. (laughs) Asked on Fox and Friends when he might decide on a White House bid, DeSantis mapped out the coming months, saying he would embark on a tour to promote his new book, The Courage to Be Free and work through the Florida legislature's regular session. That starts in early March. DeSantis saying, we're going to sell some books, spread the message of Florida. Then March 8th, I have our legislative session that's kicking off, adding, you ain't seen nothing yet. This is going to be the most productive legislative session we've had across the board, and people are going to be really excited to those Well, that's a sampling of what's going to be coming in the months ahead. Then we'll decide from there. And you know he's going to choose to get involved in this race. Republican sources long predicted DeSantis would wait until after the state legislative session to announce a presidential bid, saying it would give him a chance to rack up new policy victories so that he hits the campaign trail with fresh momentum. By the way, Republicans now hold supermajorities in both chambers of the state legislature after November's midterms, meaning DeSantis has a clear path to getting some of his biggest policy priorities approved. And and let me just repeat what I've said to you before. One of my other priorities, I'm looking for somebody who's going to run for office, run for the presidency who is good at passing legislation and has a priority of passing legislation. Somebody who's simply going to come in with executive orders. um, No, thank you. Been there, done that. And I think this gives, honestly, in this area, Ron DeSantis has an edge over everybody. I don't know anybody else that rivals him in terms of getting legislation passed on things that are important to the American people. Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. I am open to any adjustment, but I don't think anybody... Now, you can say, you know, you may have other 
issues or things that you're concerned about or whatever. But I don't think you can successfully make the case that anybody has taken on the pertinent issues of the day and gotten legislation passed to make a real difference on some of the things that concern us the most. And, and just to give you a picture of what I'm looking for and what I want to see out of any candidate for president, I want somebody, you know, I've talked about making government smaller. I want somebody who's going to address these issues and demand legislation. I want somebody to put within 90 days to put a plan on my desk from Congress to dismantle this many departments of our federal government. That's what I'm talking about. How are you going to do it? And how are you going to get that support? How are you going to rally the American people behind you to push for these things? So does that give you an idea of where I'm coming from? See that I I don't I'm not interested in you know stupid contests on social media or whatever. I want somebody who's going to come in day one with an idea. All right, send me legislation to make this government smaller, and we need to demonstrate something to the American people of substance in 90 days. It's not complicated, folks. I want to start sharing part of this with you because, and I was sharing this with some people I was around a couple of weeks ago, and they were stunned. We may have to share some more of this on future programs, but the Wall Street Journal did a great piece some days ago on what's happening in the United Kingdom with their government-run health care. See, this is an issue that's still with us, with the presence of Obamacare and those folks who still want the government to take over yet more of our health care system. Let me just give you an opening, <laughs> an opening picture of what's happening in the United Kingdom. The NHS, National Health Service, struggling under the effects of budget cuts, COVID delays, and an aging population. For more than a decade, the British government has run its National Health Service, the world's largest government-run health care system. Please listen to those words, ladies and gentlemen, because that is what you need to know. The world's largest government-run health care system. This is not a concept. This is reality. So you need to know what is happening. Well, lately, they've been on a tight budget. The NHS prided itself on being one of the leanest healthcare systems in the developed world. How many stories have you seen where people complain, well, this is what America's spending on this and that. Whoa, the Brits are only spending this. Remember that? Well, in Britain, they spend less per head on a, an average plan than larger European neighbors and far less than the U.S. Now the state-funded service is falling apart. Please listen to this, especially those of you who promote government health care and believe in it. People who suffer heart attacks or strokes wait more than an hour and a half on average for an ambulance. I've got more on this story. You need to hear this. We'll delve right in. Stay with us.
And over on that text line, we have this. Mike Pence needs a book titled, By God, I Could Have Done It. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Vince, do you think Trump is going to Ohio because he genuinely wants to help, or do you believe it's because of his ego? You see, I think it's probably both. Do I think he sincerely cares about people in Ohio? Sure. Do I also think this man has an enormously huge ego, and this is a great opportunity for him to connect with people in this very important state? That, too. It's both. How is that for an answer? What else do we have? Nikki, not to be trusted. She lied to the citizens of South Carolina, promised to never approve a gas tech, tax repeatedly, then did just that. Okay. Trump all the way for me. Best president in history. Hopefully with his kids or family vice president. Oh, my gosh. That has to be a joke. Please. I hope it's a joke. I'm sharing with you a story about what's happening in the UK, and I may share this over a couple of days. This story in the Wall Street Journal, oh my goodness, it's creepy. It's horrible. It's a nightmare. It's a horror show. What's going on in the United Kingdom, the largest government-run healthcare system in the world? This texture confirms, having been stationed in the UK for a few years, you have no idea. How many times I've thanked God I was an American GI and had our base hospital and clinics. I can, I, I get you, man. I get you. Isn't, isn't it ironic? Here you are in another country on foreign soil. And you're living better, medically speaking, than the people who live in that country. I mean, that's... Huh. Are you ready for more than more of this story? I mean, this since as a guy who suffered a heart attack, this sends chills down my spine. I'm so thankful to this day. In fact, I think I still see some of the guys who uh, at the grocery store um, who were, were the first responders when I had my heart attack several years ago. I'm pretty sure I was at the hospital no more than 30 or 40 minutes after the onset of this heart attack. I was there. People waiting 90 minutes just for the ambulance. Hospitals are so full, they're turning patients away. Record 7.1 million people in England, more than 1 in 10, are stuck on waiting lists for non-emergency hospital treatment, like hip replacements. Then they had the biggest strike in history, thousands of paramedics and nurses walking out over pay. The woes of the NHS, an extreme example of issues playing out across the developed world. Healthcare systems hit hard by COVID under pressure as people live longer, have a wider range of treatment options. Aging populations means costs will keep growing. The UK's experience, please listen carefully to this. The UK's experience is a warning of what happens when supply in healthcare provision can't keep up with demand. Now, I have a question for you. In our healthily operating economic system, what is the best way to deal with supply and demand? Free enterprise. 
Who is the worst at dealing with supply and demand? Government. It's really that simple. Nigel Edwards, the retiring chief executive of the Nuffield Trust, healthcare think tank, former chief executive for the NHS. The health care system in the UK is facing a crisis like no other. The UK has mistaken cheapness for efficiency in its approach to health, and it's coming home to roost. See, I, and I, I just, I got to remind you folks, at the end of the day, government health care is not about health care. It's about the appearance of provision without the services. In other words, I can tell you all day you've got coverage. Coverage is fine, but if you can't get to a doctor or a hospital in a timely way, what the heck is that good for? What's it good for? It's worthless. The NHS has lost thousands of hospital beds in the past decade in its drive for efficiency. COVID delayed treatments for patients, resulting in a vast waiting list. Hospitals in England were already at 98% capacity in December when the brutal flu season started to take hold. The massive sick patients gummed up the system to devastating effect. Now, for those of you who think this is the answer to, quote, compassionate care, you need to hear the next line. It only gets better, folks. Delays in treating people are causing the premature deaths. Now, this is not Vince Coakley. This is not some right-wing extremist. The source for this, the Royal College of Emergency Medicine, a professional association in London. You ready for this? Delays in treating people are causing the premature deaths of three to 500 people a week. Now, the NHS is saying those excess death figures, they're likely too high. <laughs> Do you believe them? I wouldn't surprise me if they're higher. But they've acknowledged delays are costing lives. In late January, the UK government announced funding to provide more ambulances call handlers, and a thousand extra hospital beds to relieve the strain on the health system. But fixing the service is going to take time. Over the next year, they want to cut the average time a heart attack sufferer waits for an ambulance to 30 minutes, which isn't bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I get chills when I read about stuff like this. Don't ever take this, this stuff for granted, folks. Don't ever take it for granted. We, we have something to be very, very thankful for, don't we? We're going to talk more about this because I, I want people to be aware of what we have. With all of its faults, it's not perfect. But we have a lot to be thankful for. And the last thing we need is for the government to get further involved and screw up the good that we have. Stay with us.
final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Wednesday. Over on the text line, response to what we had to say about what's happening with UK's healthcare system. Free healthcare is no good if no one's willing to acquire the skills necessary to provide it and perform the services for free. Oh, at first, might seem like the people on the left forgot about this. Not true. The real goal is for it to be so expensive they get to decide who can afford who we can afford to treat and who we can't and then those in government who do the government's bidding will be the ones who are worthy and we can afford to treat isn't that nice yeah I think this is exactly what this is about Oh, that's part of the plan to destroy the health care system. Send more immigrants in there. Overwhelm the system. 60% of London's now Middle Eastern. If you're having a heart attack, no one around knows CPR. A 30-minute wait for an ambulance will not cut it. <laughs> this person said, should be called free almost health care. <laughs> Yeah, almost. Almost. This text Vince, I had a heart attack in 2012. If I had to wait 30 minutes for an ambulance, I would not be texting you right now. <laughs> I get it. Believe me. I mean, these folks really have lost their minds. If they think that government is going to do... I mean, look, if you need to be reminded what's wrong with big government is not east palestine is that not a perfect example right now you've got people traipsing all over the world to bend over backwards for ukraine and somehow they don't see oh what is this little town down there in ohio what's up there near pennsylvania what is that they don't care they do not care. You know that, and I know that. Pretty simple. We're going to talk more about this article. There's some more gems in this that are just, oh, my goodness, the personal stories, too. You know, this is the kind of personal story the, the news networks need to cover, rather than the people complaining about not having health care here in this country. Because there's, let's get real, there's no such thing. Because the end of the day, our system is going to provide the health care. Now, it may be an issue paying for it, but they're not going to leave somebody in the lurch. And you're not going to wait in an hour and a half for a freaking ambulance. Blows my mind. Let's take a look at the day in history. How are you doing today, Bernie? I imagine Bur Bernie's doing Bur fine. <laughs> That is so funny. I sent a text to Bernie just a bit ago about something, and I, I'm i losing my mind. Chris, thank you for being there. Sure. Even with my insanity. If that is my real name. <laughs> is that? Ooh, it's, that opens up another mystery. 1732 is the year this first president celebrated a birthday. Who is this guy? Uh, 1732 first president, oh, uh, George Washington. Absolutely. 1819. And uh, the U.S. acquired this from the Spanish. It's our southernmost uh, state. 
at least on the east side. Florida. My favorite place to go. Yes, it is. 1819 was the year. 18... Spain gave us Florida. That's where we got it from. 1879, the guy's first name was Frank. What was his last name? He opened the first great five-cent store in Utica, New York in 1879. Inferter. Oh, you're so silly. His name wasn't Frank Inferter. What am I going to do with you? Well, I, I clearly don't know the <laughs> correct answer. Woolworth. Oh. Frank Woolworth. Frank Five and, and Dime Woolworth. Store. Very good. Very Frank good. Woolworth. 1935, the president who barred flights over the White House because he couldn't sleep with the noise. <laughs> and I think this carries to today for security reasons. 1935, who was in the Oval Office then and Roosevelt. stayed forever? Yes, FDR indeed. Stayed forever. 1954, the U.S. to install 60 Thor nuclear missiles in the U.K., part of the nuclear umbrella around Europe. 1959, Lee Petty won the first Daytona 500. 1963, and this country warned the U.S. that an attack on Cuba would mean war. Well, who was putting Cuba in jeopardy in the first place? What country was it? The Soviet Union. Yeah, those people, the dastardly Soviets. 1980, the miracle on ice. The U.S. beat the Soviets in Olympic ho hockey. Um, 1984, we have the um, beginning of one of the longest wars in that region as this country attacked Iraq. What was the other country involved? That was a messy battle. And there really wasn't a good side there. Iran. Yeah, it was Iran and Iraq. Wonderful little contest it's there. It's just a shame somebody had to win. <laughs> exactly. And last but not least, 2014 drug kingpin El Chapo captured in Mexico. 2014, can you believe that was nine years ago? And our time is up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.